This episode of Cell and Gene, the podcast, is brought to you in partnership with Thermo Fisher Scientific. Thermo Fisher's cell therapy processing instruments are designed to help customers transition from process development to commercial manufacturing, utilized as standalone devices or integrated as part of a closed modular process. Thermo Fisher Scientific recommends Gibco CTS DynaSelect Magnetic Separation System, which is a next-gen cell isolation and activation instrument. Gibco CTS Xenon Electroporation System allows customers full control to optimize for a variety of cell types and payloads. And Gibco CTS Rotea Counterflow Centrifugation System is a closed cell processing system supporting a broad range of protocols for cell separation, washing, and concentration. Customers can rely on and streamline their drug development process with Applied Biosystems Qualtrac qPCR and dPCR quality control tools for robust and reliable genetic analysis across various phases of drug development, supported by relevant, compliant documentation. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to this episode of Cell and Gene, the podcast. I'm recording this episode at ARMS 2023, Meeting on the Mesa, and I'm thrilled to introduce my guest for this special episode, Rita Johnson-Green. She is the Chief Operating Officer at ARM, and her robust CV makes her the perfect fit for ARM. She's about six months into her role at this time, and so I'm very, very excited and thankful that she's here to chat with me today. So, Rita, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, okay. Talk to us a little bit about your background and the path you've taken to becoming ARM's Chief Operating Officer. So I'm actually an engineer by training. Uh, I went to Drexel University and uh, graduated with an electrical engineering degree, uh, but switched into the finance concentration after graduating from the Wharton School of Business uh, and spent about 10 years in, in finance, uh, all within the healthcare space. So I've been within healthcare for about 25 years now. And um, you know, I have experience in consulting, in commercial operations, in um, you know, obviously finance, and also in sales. Uh, so really you know, just moving through uh, various leadership roles within healthcare until I discovered gene therapy. So I, um, I got an offer to uh, head up the commercial operations team at Spark Therapeutics. Uh, back in 2016 prior to uh, launching Luxterna and I fell in love with you know the the idea of really impacting patients lives in in a you know through the through curative products and um, we launched Luxterna in uh, 2017 it was uh, the first gene therapy to be approved for genetic disease uh, which is something that I'm immensely proud of um, and uh, I went on to, you know, work with the treatment center partnering and, um, and a few other roles within Spark. Uh, I then left and went to Bluebird Bio, uh, where I was the vice president of sales and treatment center alliances. And last year in 2022, we launched two gene therapies into the market. Uh, one's called Skysona and the other is called Zinteglo. Um, and so, you know, just having the opportunity to launch both in vivo gene therapies as well as ex vivo gene therapies uh, and seeing the commercialization path, um, I'm excited to take all of that knowledge that, you know, that I've gathered and experience, right, the good and the bad, uh, and bring it to, to ARM. And so I'm really excited about being the chief operating officer here at ARM. Uh, just as you said, it's been six months and it's just been, it's been phenomenal to, um, you know, to work with so many different uh, cell and gene therapy companies and, and 
represent the sector and not just one company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sure. And we're thrilled that you're at ARM. Uh, it's a, certainly a great place for you, given your professional and educational background. And I'm very happy to say that you're also a fellow Philadelphia resident. So that's great. Yes, yes. <laughs> fellow Philadelphia. Right. Um, okay, so... Next, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, you have uh, under your COO role, you have countless responsibilities. And so um, in events business, but also ongoing geographic expansion. So, yes, we're in the throes of Mesa 2023, um, but next year's event is at a new location, um, which they, I think, formally explained this morning. It's it's public now. Um how will you and are you involved in planning next year's event? Yes, so as the Chief Operating Officer, I am not only uh, responsible for ARM's membership, I'm also responsible for the events component of ARM. Uh, And so yes, I will be uh, partnering with our events team to plan the attendee experience uh, for both meeting on the MED and meeting on the MESA. And I'll also be working with our senior leadership in developing the agenda and the programming. Nice. Okay, that's great. And I, everyone at ARM, they do such a wonderful job at this event. It's We'll get into this a little bit later. It's certainly the premier event in the space. So um, I'm really excited to see also what next year's looks like too. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, because one of your goals for your role as Chief Operating Officer is to, you know, pay strict attention to ongoing geographic expansion. And so if you could talk to our listeners a little bit about what that means and what you have, what the plan is. Yep, absolutely. So ARM uh, currently maintains a robust membership of 400 plus organizations that span across 25 countries. And as of right now, most of our membership is clustered in North America and Europe. Uh, and we have some modest representation in East Asia. Uh, we hope to expand our presence in Asia more significantly, you know, especially as our data shows that it's one of the largest growing regions in terms of developers and clinical tri- trial data. Um, you know, some of the uh, you know some data shows that uh, Asia, Asia Pacific. Some data shows that Asia Pacific, the Asia Pacific region, is now the second largest in the world in terms of clinical trial numbers. And um, if you want to hear more, or you want to read more about, um, you know, clinical trial and and the regions associated with those clinical trials, as well as therapeutic developers, please check out our uh, latest sector snapshot for more information. Arm, you know, publishes uh, very valuable sector data um, that you know our members tend to amplify, and so very uh, excited about our latest uh, sector snapshot and would be, um, you know, appreciative if this audience could go out and take a look. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of your sector snapshot, I look forward to those because I actually, I glean a, a, a lot of valuable information from them to the point where I have written entire articles based on the data that is shared. So um, definitely to our listeners, uh, if you don't already receive the sector snapshot, how can they, they just, do they have to sign up for it to, to become yes. a, okay. Um, and, well, it's also on, it's on our website as oh. well. So you can download it from, from our website, but it's music to my ears to hear you say that you've written articles using that data. <laughs> that data is so valuable. And I, I am not just saying this because we're at arms conference or that I'm sitting here with you. It's true. It is such a valuable piece of information that I look forward to. And I'm sure our listeners would too. So that's great. Thank you. Um, so either 
go straight to Arm's website or um, I'm sure if they register for their emails, they get it that way too because that's how I get it. Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, as I said earlier, that meeting on the Mesa is the premier event in the cell and gene therapy sector. I, that is my opinion. I'm sure I, I share that opinion with many people out on the attendee floor today. Uh, talk to our listeners a little bit about some of the major topics and trends being covered at this year's event. Absolutely. So first, we'll be taking a look at some of the innovations that are shaping the future of the sector. A few sessions that touch, that we're going to be touching upon are you know, advancements in cell therapies for autoimmune diseases. Um, you know, some of the presenters are Lanza, Neximmune, and Quell Therapeutics. Uh, we're also looking at precision DNA targeting, right, above and beyond the gene editing. Um, and some of the presenters for that are Arbor Biotechnologies, um, CRISPR Therapeutics, as well as Intellia Therapeutics. Uh, and then lastly, the future technologies and innovations that are shaping the future of advanced therapies. And some of the presenters for that are Precision Advance and uh, Intellia Therapeutics, as well as Pfizer. Now, at the same time, uh, Mesa this year has a strong focus on addressing regulatory and, and payer challenges. And so examples of, of where we're gonna, what we're going to be discussing are accelerated approval, so the catalyzing um, advancements in cell and gene therapy, and some of the presenters are Biomarin, um, uh, Tessera Therapeutics, Cardinal Health, and Nicole Verdun uh, at FDA and OTP, which is um, you know, a person that we're extremely excited and grateful to have. Um, we also have fireside chat with Ellen Lukens uh, at the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation. Uh, and then lastly, a perspective from the trenches. And this is a panel on innovative pay payment systems uh, with speakers from George Washington Law, Mass Health, Virginia Department of Medical Services, and Vertex Pharmaceuticals. Wonderful. I mean, yes, that is that is an extremely insightful lineup. And uh, for those members who, or for the, excuse me, for those attendees who are here to absorb the content on their own, perfect. And uh, for those people who might not have been able to attend, um, certainly Cell and Gene will be covering it too. So on the back end, so that's great. Awesome. And we, uh, you know, I, I talked a bit about some of the presenters and some of the companies that are presenting. Um, but we are true believers that patients uh, really should be, you know, the North Star. And so we have a variety of sessions that are also dedicated to cell and gene therapy ethics mm -hmm. and patient engagement uh, to ensure that we're accounting for their needs as well. And so this is also something that I'm really excited, excited about. There's a, um, you know, patient ethics panel later on today that, that I'll, I'll certainly be attending. And I, and I hope that many of our listeners are. I am, too. In fact, uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I am I'm recording a I'm thankful enough to record other podcasts at this event too and I have there are a few sessions that I have um, not scheduled podcasts around so that I can make sure I attend and that's one of them wonderful I'm looking very very forward to it myself too so um, okay next I want to talk a little bit about arms grow internship program uh, this is what I, I think one of the of all the many, many things that ARM does really well, this is this has got to be at the top of the list. So talk to us about what GROW, the ARMS GROW Internship Program is, and then what we can expect from it in 2024. Wonderful. So 
Uh, this program, I will just start with, it's near and dear to, to my heart. Um, ARMS Action for Equity Task Force, called AFE, uh, helped us launch the GROW uh, Regen Med Internship Program in 2020 to provide crucial early career paid opportunities in the regenerative medicine sector for black undergrad and graduate students. Now these interns are placed at uh, their, their companies or sponsoring companies for about 12 weeks during the summer to gain experience in uh, experience and exposure to the vast career opportunities within the regenerative medicine sector. Uh, we believe that improving the representation of black employees at our member organizations and cultivating this community of, you know, this community uh, will ultimately, you know, lead to future leaders um, that will diversify the entire space, you know, and really help us to achieve the full promise of, of the work that we do. Um, so with regard to what we can expect um, 2024 for GROW, given how dynamic the cell and gene therapy sector is, we're hoping to further expand the number of opportunities for students. I'd love to grow from the 18 um, GROW interns that we had this year to north of 30, you know, so I, I've been thinking about, you know, alliteration, like grow the GROW is something, mm -hmm. <laughs> is yeah. the campaign that's coming to mind. Um, and so, you know, if I could put a note in for any of our members listening now, you know, applications are open. And if you want to learn more, you know, please visit our website. Absolutely. Um, now, you mentioned the interns, of course, and are there any interns here at this at this year's Mesa? And if so, you know, what would you say, what are, what are their goals for this event? Yeah, in, in fact, the, the entirety of our 2023 GROW intern cohort uh, is in attendance. You know, we believe this convening is an important opportunity for them to further build, you know, connections in the sector uh, and grow, you know, as they begin their careers. And, and I will say, even last night, um, there was a reception and the GROW interns were there. And it was just wonderful to see, you know, the, the companies be so receptive to the GROW interns and, and networking and sharing their stories. And so just I'm really grateful for the receptivity that, um, you know, that our attending companies have for the, for the GROW interns. They showed them a lot of love and, and it, was, it was wonderful to see. And I just hope to see more of it during, during the course of uh, meeting on the Mesa. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. And that actually brings me to my next question. How can Cell and Gene, the, how, how can Cell and Gene, the podcast listeners and Cell and Gene's audience in general, how can they interact with and help the GROW internship program in a way that makes sense? Yeah, um, I think you know, the, the best way to, to interact and help one is, you know, it, the number one way would be to sponsor a grow intern. Okay. Um, you know, they, they're, uh, some, some of the organizations, um, you know, have sponsored a grow intern every single year since inception. So that'd be across the last three years. Um, but if, you know, if you're not able to, to sponsor a grow intern, you know, I'd say, uh, the next step would be to interact with them during the conference and, and just be a resource, right? Like, you know, I not everyone has to be, um, you know, their direct hiring manager, but being a mentor, being a sounding board, um, you know, talking to them about what it is that they'd like to do next in their career and, and you know, being a, a conduit to, um, you know, to, to that, that would be extremely helpful for the GROW interns. Okay, that's wonderful. Well, and we certainly wish the program to be continuously successful and I have no doubt you will grow from 18 to 30 
and grow the grow. No, no problem at all. So I look forward to hopefully next year, next year's meeting on the Mesa, we could reconvene on a podcast and give an update on not only the new location, but also how the grow internship program has grown and bring us up to speed and talk about all the good things that have happened in the past 24 months or 12 months, excuse me. Yeah. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. That'd be wonderful. Thank you. Sure. Yes. Okay. All right, listeners, that wraps up this episode of Sell and Gene, the podcast from 2023 meeting on the Mesa featuring arms, Rita Johnson green. Rita, thank you so much for your time. This was wonderful. And listeners be sure to visit sellandgene.com for more detailed coverage of 2023's meeting on the Mesa. And we'll talk to you soon.